You are listening to the Gromart Podcast. We've been really focused on formulating and engineering a diesel fuel that is right for our customers. Featuring experts in agriculture. We're helping our customers decide when's a good time to sell, when's a good time to merchandise that grain so that they can make a profit. And other system news. It's very important to the Gromark system to encourage the future of agriculture. The Gromark podcast starts now. Hello and welcome into this week's Gromark Podcast. I'm Matt Wetterston from Gromark Corporate Communications. I'm also the editor of Source Magazine. It's the Gromark System publication. It comes out quarterly, and we're going to try a little something different on this podcast uh, to give our magazine a, a little bit of a different perspective. We're actually going to read it to you in a book on tape of sorts, so you'll hear from the authors. Uh, we also have uh, availability to read the entire Source Magazine on Gromark.com, and also through the Gromark Publications app. Encourage you to download that. But uh, for today, if you've got a long drive. We hope we can uh, entertain you to uh, listen to this issue of Source Magazine. You're going to hear from the authors of each one of our stories. I'm Cliff Dolbear, Gromark Manager of Corporate Programming. This is pages two and three. Diving deep, Matt Wilson, FS Insurance Agency Manager, reflects on former career with Navy SEAL Team. It's dark. You're surrounded by water. But even at 40 feet beneath the surface of the ocean, the glow of the stars and moon help you see quite a bit. In fact, tonight you can see surprisingly well. It's enough to see both the surface above you and the submarine you're trailing with the rest of the members of your dive team. And then it happens. You attempt to inhale through your regulator and realize you've run out of air. You have two choices. Kick hard and swim four stories straight up to the assistance of the safety boat waiting on the surface, Or you can swim faster and attempt to catch the submarine carrying additional compressed air, but is 30 feet ahead, traveling a knot and a half, about 1.7 miles per hour, away from you. One choice brings guaranteed safety alongside some generous doses of ridicule. The other is only safe if you can swim fast enough, but it comes mockery-free. So which do you choose? It's a no-brainer. You swim hard and fast toward the sub. No mocking today. Why go with the more challenging choice instead of assured safety? You're a member of the 10-person dive element of the United States Navy's SEAL Delivery Vehicle Team 2. You're not a SEAL, but you train and work alongside them every day in support of its operations. And everyone knows SEALs are tough, so the other members of their team must be too. They don't take the easy way because they rarely have an easy option. And they don't mind poking fun at a teammate when he slips up or makes a little mistake in training. They know all mistakes are an opportunity for everyone to learn. Plus, some good-natured ribbing keeps morale up in the high-stress environment in which all SEAL teams, and many teams in the military, live and work. While it might be a bit surprising to learn that Matt Wilson, FS Insurance Agency Manager, lived through this exact experience while serving in the United States Navy as a deep-sea diver, the excitement in his voice and light in his eyes as he relates the story makes it easy to believe. I've gone from working with a SEAL team to a corporate environment, laughs Wilson, as he jokingly describes the difference in working conditions and environments. Today, the the once petty officer second class spends his working hours reviewing the financial end of insurance policies, looking for ways to save Gromark and its members money. And to him, it's just as exciting. Almost. Obviously, looking at numbers all day is different than spending your time underwater supporting arguably the most well-known special operations units on the planet. But according to Wilson, Microsoft Excel is my happy place. I love Excel. And the work is challenging and rewarding in a different way. Wilson, a recent aspiring leaders graduate, 
strives to learn every facet of the GrowMark system to better support the member controllers and CFOs he works alongside. Because when he can dig into policies, crunch the numbers, and save a member money, that is exciting. Of course, as every current and former member of a SEAL team knows, there is no I in team. And so Wilson also knows Excel is not his only tool to save the system money. It is just as important that he pay attention to the morale of the people he works alongside or leads as well. The quickest way to kill productivity is by killing morale, said Wilson. I keep this in mind anytime I'm leading or managing others. Despite the multitude of experiences and challenges faced while serving in the Navy, Wilson explains that understanding this relationship between morale and productivity was probably the most valuable lesson I learned while working with the SEAL team. He further explains that morale is such a big deal in the workplace. Low morale will almost always lead to low employee engagement and low employee performance. And low performance means money lost. Wilson credits the Navy with much of his philosophy on leadership and his work ethic. So sure, he's not challenged the same way as when he was swimming off the back of submarines 30 to 60 feet underwater in the middle of the night, and he might not run the risk of running out of air while sitting in his ground-level cubicle at an almost unexciting 797 feet above sea level, but he's up for the challenges associated with learning and supporting the Gromark system. Besides, as the SEALs say, the only easy day was yesterday. I'm Matt Wetterston, Gromark Manager of Publications and Media Relations, and these are pages four and five. Mike Bilta leading Gromark Energy and Logistics. Growing up in the small community of rural Bellflower, Illinois, population 400, Mike Bilta understood two things at a young age, farming and FS. I grew up with FS propane, fuel, feed, seed, buildings, grain bins, dog food, and laundry detergent, he said. If FS sold it, we bought it. I grew up in an FS family. His dad served on the local FS board, and his grandfather even served on the Gromark board. His system roots run deep. When it came time to be thinking about a career in the late 1980s, naturally, he turned to Logan County FS and got his start as a Gromark intern. I did everything out of the sun of that internship, Bilta said. He scouted crops, filled airplanes with insecticide to mitigate issues with spider mites, and conducted territorial analysis for the propane department. I knocked on every door in the county. I asked customers about their LP suppliers and tried to gain business. I also learned where every mean dog was, he joked. 30 years later, he's leading the Gromark Energy and Logistics Division. FS Experience. Bilta came to Gromark following more than a decade of experience as general manager at two FS cooperatives, Greenco FS and Christian County Farmers Supply Company. He also served farmers as a crop specialist for a decade in Christian County and admits he could have spent his entire career in that role. However, some unforeseen circumstances presented him a unique opportunity. I was approached by several board members and customers wanting to know if I was interested in applying to be general manager, said Bilta. My first thought was, really? I had never had that ambition, but thought, why not? He interviewed for the job and got it. Over the course of five and a half years, Bilta helped the company grow working capital and retain earnings. They built a central fertilizer facility, maximized facility efficiencies, and grew the energy business. He helped turn local income from a negative to over $1 million a year. Everyone rallied behind me, he said. It was definitely a team effort. It wasn't me. I had a lot of support from fellow employees. Without that, we would never have been nearly as successful. I will never forget that. I also received support from the region staff at Gromark. Helping me with large learning curve was invaluable. They gave me a lot of good advice and supported me in that role. Seeking a new challenge, he became general manager at Grainco FS and enjoyed successes that include the formation of the FS Grain Partnership, facility expansion and energy growth through acquisitions and increased market share. They updated the entire energy fleet, 
added a DEF, diesel exhaust fluid, and lubricants delivery truck, and implemented WEBS, the Gromark System's wireless energy billing solution. Energy challenges and opportunities. This former agronomist grew intrigued by the energy business and more involved and versed in the areas when serving as general manager. Supply, demand, and volatility spiked crude oil to $140 a barrel and sunk it to $30 a barrel just in the last 10 years. With all that risk, there's opportunity. I got emotionally involved with it. It was rewarding and scary, he recalled. It's fuel, something everyone needs every day. The world's economy is tied to fuel, supply, and markets. It's ever-evolving. Experiences including the bitter cold polar vortex winter of 2014 when propane supply became tight in the Midwest gave him key insight and perspective he'll use in his new role. I remember the polar vortex was a very trying but successful year. When everybody else was out of propane, Grainco FS and the FS system were not. We may have had to go to the south to get it, but we were able to supply our customers during a critical time of need, he said. Gromark made a commitment that we would have product. We made a commitment to our customers and showed the value of our relationships. An eye on the future. Twelve years ago, I was a crop specialist. Now I'm the head of the energy and logistics division. I'm living proof that you can go a lot of different directions, he said. Bilta is proof that the sky is the limit. That's precisely how he feels about leading his new area following the retirement of Kevin Carroll, who served the Gromark system for 33 years. Kevin's done a great job. He's really grown the business, said Bilta. It doesn't seem like there's any boundary to the energy and logistics area at Gromark. The growth potential, the use of technology, and relationships, there's a huge potential. I'm really excited. Mike is an experienced and proven leader who instills confidence in individuals and teams, said Gromark CEO Jim Spradlin. He's authentic, ambitious, and accountable. His customer perspective, strategic thinking abilities, and personal resolve drive success. I'm very much looking forward to Mike's imprint on organizational growth and excellence in the years ahead. Bilta is working through early strategy and emphasizes his desire to build relationships with customers and staff members through strong communication and teamwork. When it comes to making decisions, he often asks himself and others, why are we doing it? Is there a better way to do it? I have always been the kind of person who likes to live outside the box, do new things, and be challenged. This is Karen Jones, Youth and Young Producer Specialist, and this article appeared on pages 6 and 7. Reserve Specialist. John Kerwin manages Prairie Land FS propane deliveries while co-worker serves in Illinois Air National Guard. For 25 out of 26 days, beginning on Christmas Day 2017, central Illinois and much of the nation experienced low temperatures below the freezing point. Ten of those days had lows not only below freezing, but below zero degrees Fahrenheit, not including the wind chill. Frigid temperatures increased demand for heating fuels, such as propane, which can be good for our system. However, the need to keep customers' homes, farms, and businesses warm during a prolonged cold spell also brings extra challenges. As usual, system employees proved their dedication by successfully delivering more than 45 million gallons of propane during those weeks, nearly 15 million more gallons than the same dates the year before. One Prairie Land FS employee not only dealt with the increased workload brought on by weeks of bitter cold, he had also only been on his route since December 19th when he began filling in for another Prairie Land employee called to active duty overseas with the Illinois Air National Guard. John Kerwin has been an energy service technician for Prairie Land FS in Greenview, Illinois for eight years. He would occasionally fill in driving routes for energy specialists, but his usual work involves installing fuel and propane tanks for customers. When propane specialist Mike Lyons found out he would be stationed in Qatar for several months, Kerwin was asked to take over the route until Lyons' return. 
It's been a big adjustment, Kerwin said. I'd run the route occasionally before, but I was always given a set order to go in. Now I route myself every day. It takes time to learn the roads in the area, as well as all the customers and their individual preferences. Add in the extra needs that come with extended cold weather, and Kerwin had to get up to speed quickly. We've obviously had a very cold winter to deal with, but we've also ran into several hiccups along the way, and John has taken them all in stride, said Tanya Crow, Prairie Land FS Energy Marketing Manager. A calculation glitch in the degree day application resulted in out-of-gas calls four days in a row on the route, which require extra time to perform a security check to ensure that the customer system is leak-free and working properly. After working with Gromark IMS to correct the issue, Curran recruited several other employees to assist and got the route back on track within 10 days. I'm also a volunteer firefighter and was called to both a structure fire and an out-of-gas call on Christmas Day, Kerwin said. I helped take care of both emergencies and then celebrated with my family. It's always interesting. When Lyons returns, Kerwin will turn the route back over to him with gratitude for his service. It makes me feel good to be able to support him while he's overseas, Kerwin said. And it makes me feel good to work for a company that supports its employees, whether it's my work as a volunteer firefighter or Mike's military service. Sidebar to that story is about Mike Lyons, a 20-year veteran. Mike Lyons, Technical Sergeant, United States Air Force, is a 20-year veteran of both the Guard and Prairie Land FS. He is currently providing proactive, agile, and effective air refueling to U.S. military and allied aircraft, delivering roughly 2 million gallons in January alone. His mission is to accurately evaluate fuel systems on a KC-135 Strato tanker and efficiently repair the aircraft to ensure mission readiness. The KC-135 refuels bombers, fighters, and cargo aircraft in the theater that help ground troops in their missions. He draws several similarities to the military and working for FS. Both require one to follow the rules, yet still think on your feet to get the job done quickly and efficiently. Going from one plant or base to another without knowing anyone to get the job done is very similar. But at FS, it may be only a few miles, and in the military, halfway around the world. He appreciates the support from Prairie Land FS and especially John Kerwin during his deployment and at other times of the year. Prairie Land has always supported me on drill weekends and deployments, no matter what time of year. Without the FS family stepping up at home, I cannot do my job here. I'm Matt Wetterston, Gromark Manager of Publications and Media Relations, back with pages 8 through 9. System Swap Benefits Gromark System. Her coat is zipped snug to her chin. She can see each breath as it dissipates into the frigid air. Her big, puffy jacket serves as a shield from the blustery breeze. Snow is piling up on the ground, about five inches so far. She pulls herself up three steps using a long metal handle. Finally, Kayla Portwood has reached the passenger seat of Bob Kirby's 5,000-gallon liquid fuel truck. I didn't have the best boots on for this, she joked. They hit the road for a short trip to the fuel terminal for product loading and then out to customers for delivery. Why exactly is Gromark's University Relations Manager out at Three Rivers FS job shadowing? It's all part of the newly launched System Swap program. FS cooperatives welcome Gromark employees to receive an in-depth look at their business and vice versa. It was really worthwhile, said Portwood. It's important to see what other people are doing and how our business works. It's such an effective way to learn and understand how our roles can positively impact the system. I don't have an ag background. I was never exposed to any of this stuff growing up. Portwood has learned many parts of the business through training and other experiences in her three years at Gromark. This two-day experience, where she met with dozens of FS employees at multiple facilities, gave her a deeper knowledge she plans to use when recruiting. I'm out telling students... 
This is what your life can be like, she said. This experience gave me a lot better insight into some positions, what it's exactly like on a daily basis, and the types of things that go into it. Portwood was one of four Gromark employees who took part in February's program launch. Each employee spent two days at an FS company. The concept was developed from a group in the Aspiring Leaders Training Program. Lane Danielson works in Gromark's Crop Nutrients Division. He serves as a primary point of contact for customer service in Illinois, Iowa, and Wisconsin. He spent two days at Conserve FS, learning from employees at locations across Illinois and Wisconsin. After seeing all their facilities, meeting people, and shaking their hands, it gives you such a great appreciation for the work they do, he said. I was able to see their fertilizer storage areas, what products they move the most, and their challenges and opportunities. It gave me a good idea for how I can best serve them in my role. He also noted gaining a better understanding of the process for how crop nutrient products get from Gromark to farmers. At Gromark, we do everything in bulk, he said. It is usually 25-ton truckloads of straight fertilizer. At member locations, they be, may be mixing something like UAN with various crop protection products. I never get to see that. Spending two days at Evergreen FS, Bryson Bristow learned from company managers and other employees who highlighted specific areas of their agronomy, energy, and grain businesses. Bristow works in Gromark's printing and production area, where one area of focus is on printing materials FS company used for marketing and other purposes. It was nice to see how crop specialists were using the materials, programs, and pamphlets to help them retain their customers and gain new customers, he said. The program is also open for FS employees to learn about some of the inner workings at Gromark. Molly Holthouse, Information and Communications Specialist at Christian County Farmer Supply Company, spent a full day meeting with employees in Gromark's Agronomy Division. Holthouse coordinates precision ag services and works with various trials and research. From a seed perspective, I was able to understand where they get their products, the processes that go into it, and see the end game of coming to us, said Holthouse. The marketing department needs a good high five, she smiled. I didn't realize how many people were involved in that aspect. All early participants are advocates for the program, following their experiences, and appreciated the time each company took to share insights for the business. At Growmark, we want to make sure we're connected to our members who are our customers, said Danielson. This program helped do that. Conserve FS was on board with the program, and I'm really appreciative of the time they took to invest in me. I was able to see what they do and tell them how much we appreciate what they do for the system. They see, and other members do as well, the value in getting some Gromark Home Office employees some frontline exposure. I thought the program was geared towards new hires, but I would say anyone in the system could benefit, added Bristow. I would encourage anyone to do it, no matter how long they've been here. I'm Janice Johnson, Marketing and Communications Specialist for Gromark Ontario Region. In this issue of Source, page 10 and 11, FS Crop Specialist competes internationally. Jay Lennox, North Wellington Cooperative Services Crop Specialist at Work and Champion Plowman at Play. Getting his start through 4-H clubs, an eager and energetic 11-year-old Jay Lennox began working the family plow at his family's farm in Ayton, Ontario, which started his journey into the world of competitive plowing. Using a Farmall 100 and a two-furrow drag plow, it didn't take him long to realize if he wanted to get better at the sport, he had to upgrade his equipment. At age 15, Lennox purchased his own competition plow, spending $800 of his own hard-earned money. As his interest grew in the sport, so did local community support. In 2011, Lennox entered a few local matches by borrowing tractors from generous neighbors. And at 16, he invested in his own tractor, a John Deere 1120. While other competitors had equipment with upgrades and hydraulic plow adjustments, Lennox did not. 
but he still managed to place third in juniors at the provincial level in 2013. Keeping the plow simple taught me to make the right adjustments to the plow to do a good job rather than overusing adjustments with hydraulics. However, over time, I did upgrade my plow, Lennox said. It wasn't long after that when his real growth in the sport developed. With extensive practice, the very next year, he claimed a first-place victory at Nationals and was named the Canadian Junior Champion Plowman. As Lennox states, it is certainly not a sport I will get rich from, but it is something I really love to do. Nonetheless, there are some good monetary benefits that come with the sport. Winning the Junior Conventional Nationals in 2014 and 2015 provided him a two-year scholarship at Olds College in Alberta, where he earned a Bachelor of Applied Science degree in agribusiness. The next step for Lennox was the senior category at the national competition at age 21 in 2016. He says this was exciting enough, but I won first place. I couldn't believe it. He admits that this win didn't come easy. After two days of competition, he was only in third place, six points behind the leader. On the third day, Lennox scored 11 big points, giving him the lead and title of Canadian champion in seniors in the conventional plowing category. A prestigious title qualifying him to compete in the world contest in Nakuru, Kenya, this past December. Preparing for the world stage brought plowing to a whole new level. To get there, he, with the support of his family, worked hard and raised $17,000 through local business sponsorships and a fundraiser dinner. Once again, community support rallied around me, and once again I was so grateful for all who helped me, he said. Sending equipment and organizing logistics proved to be a challenge. The Canadian team sent both of its plows with the American team, Collaborating with the Americans was rewarding as the experienced plowmen from the United States shared many tips and insights for world-level plowing. Lennox arrived two weeks before the competition, knowing he would need extra time to practice in new soil. It was a challenge to get accustomed to the different Kenyan soil and a different tractor. I was very fortunate to have my own plow to work with. Eight days of practice preceded a two-day competition, completing one plot of land each day, one in wheat stubble and the other in a grassland sod. Lennox placed 11th of 23 competitors, ranging in age and careers such as mechanics, machinists, and farmers. Gene Gruber, representing the United States, took the first place conventional plowing competition. I would like to go again, said Lennox. He plans to repeat the full three-year process of local, provincial, and national competitions with a goal to go to the worlds again. I have lots of years ahead in the sport, he said, noting one competitor in Kenya was in his 80s. I'm Heather Thompson, Growmark Manager of Digital Communications, and this is pages 12 and 13. Southern Exposure. Growmark FS board members take part in a tour to better understand South American agriculture. Like most U.S. farmers, Jack McCormick and Dennis Newhouse have South American competition on their minds. They've read the articles, witnessed the commodity market impacts, and heard the conference presentations. So when they had the opportunity to examine South American agriculture with their own eyes, they both jumped at the chance. 
I was curious to see if all the stories you hear were true, how they stack up against us, said Newhouse. It really was the opportunity of a lifetime, added McCormick. With their bags packed and visas in hand, Newhouse and McCormick, both members of the Gateway FS Board and the Growmark Board of Directors, departed for the Illinois Farm Bureau's market study tour. They joined other Illinois farmers for a 12-day tour of 10 cities in Brazil and Argentina. In Brazil, they were impressed by the scale of the operations and the year-round growing season. It wasn't uncommon to see three bean fields in a row, one that was freshly planted, one ready for harvest, and one mid-growing season, recalled McCormick. Newhouse was also impressed by the equipment and technology utilized by the farmers in Brazil. They were using combines just as large as ours, said Newhouse. One farmer owned five combines, but he would also contract with custom harvesters, so it was possible to have over 100 combines in the field at a time, working for that one farmer. In Argentina, they saw smaller operations, but were struck by the severity of the drought conditions. One farmer told McCormick, if they didn't get rain by the end of February, there's no point in planting the second crop this year. Cooperatives played a bigger role in Argentina than Brazil, and both men commented on their visit with Daniel Poloni, Cooperativa Agropecuaria de Armstrong Limited, a co-op in Rosario, Argentina. In Argentina, the co-ops get involved in all aspects of the farm operation. Some offer financial planning support, health insurance, and other services to the farmers, said McCormick. South American farmers don't have confidence that the, that the government is going to support them, Newhouse recalled. They feel farmers are disrespected. There's no government support for crop insurance. Farmers are heavily taxed, and they have little faith that the government will follow through on plans for infrastructure improvements. Infrastructure was something both men expected to hear a lot about and they were not disappointed. The roads really are as bad as you've heard, recalled McCormick. While the high-capacity port system is highly effective, trucks have to travel 200 to 500 miles from the farm to get to the ports. 60% of the roads in Argentina are dirt. Trucks have to stop when they meet on the road, and any inclement weather forces major travel delays. The rail system isn't useful for agriculture, because the tracks weren't built for that purpose, and there is no standardization across the different lines. Both Brazilian and Argentine governments have committed billions of dollars to infrastructure improvements over the next several years, but farmers are skeptical that they will see the results. These infrastructure challenges have real impacts on the profitability of South American farmers. From the Mato Grosso region of Brazil, Newhouse says it costs $1.50 per bushel to get grain to a port. Because a large glut of supply is going to the port, basis on soybeans there is $1 under. While their production costs are slightly lower than in the U.S., between the trucking and basis costs, Brazilian farmers aren't earning any more than we are, said McCormick. We need to make sure we improve our infrastructure, Newhouse said. If we don't, we could end up with the same trucking costs as they have if the U.S. inland waterway system were to fail. If we do that, we lose our competitive advantage. At the end of a long 12-day journey, Newhouse and McCormick boarded the plane back to Illinois with a lot on their minds. 
they were touched to have found a common love of the land, of farming, and a family that knew no language barrier. They were impressed by the scale and the advanced nature of the farms they visited. And they were motivated to ensure U.S. agriculture works to maintain its global competitive advantage. We've got to make sure we maintain our product quality. We've got to be the best and the easiest to do business with. And we've got to talk to our legislators about the importance of infrastructure funding, concluded Newhouse. South America is going to keep improving. We've got to be sure that we do too. On page 14 is an infographic encouraging you to download the Gromark Publications app where you can read Source Magazine sooner and have it on the go. Just go to the iOS App Store or Google Play and download the Gromark Publications app. Install and open it. Choose Source Magazine, the Annual Report, or other publications. Download your favorite or all of them. Enjoy reading all the publications for free on an iPhone, iPad, or Android device. Source Magazine will still be printed and mailed to readers. Be on the lookout for Tuesday's trivia question. The first two people to respond with the correct answer can win a prize. Be sure to enable push notifications. It allows you to see the magazine as soon as it becomes available. I'm Janice Johnson, Marketing and Communications Specialist for Growmark, Ontario Region. In this issue of Source on page 15, The Dawn of an Era. 86-year-old Don Mercer, still going strong after 70 years of service with Durham Farmers County Cooperative. At 86 years young, Don Mercer has no intentions of retiring anytime soon. He has worked at Durham Farmers County Cooperative right from the start, when the co-op was established in 1948. He has been a loyal employee for 70 consecutive years, believed to be the record to break for the longest employed within the Gromark system. What am I going to do, asked Mercer. Go home and sit in a chair? It is hard not to remain active when you've been active all your life, he says. Active he is. With a growing family of three daughters, six grandchildren, and two great-grandchildren, he feels blessed to have family close looking after one another. He sees the same attributes in what he considers his second family at the co-op. Mercer has worked in the feed business most of his life, delivering truckloads of bulk and bagged feed while making daily connections with local farmers. He admits the best part of the job was the relationships he formed with so many of his customers. As things changed with fewer smaller farms to serve, Mercer took on different roles for the co-op and eventually transitioned to working in the store when he was in his 70s. Mercer arrives at the co-op each day at 6 a.m. before anyone else and prides himself in getting everything in place for opening. This includes brewing the coffee for employees when they arrive at 8 o'clock. Before the store opens, he is there to receive chick deliveries, cut the grass, shovel the walkway, or wash the floor. As Mercer says, I just do whatever needs to be done. No one has to ask me. In seven decades of working at Durham Farmers County Cooperative, he admits there were a couple of times he was tempted to leave and work at the big General Motors plant nearby, but he was quickly talked out of it by his boss at the time. I have no regrets, he said. Deep down, I knew I would be happiest staying put in a more family-feel environment. I know it was right for me. I've had a good life and I'm happy, he said. He meets with neighborhood friends at the local coffee shop every evening and sees his family often. Keeping busy is key, said Mercer, noting that playing sports has been a big part of his life in his younger days. He played local junior hockey, baseball, and soccer, of which he took home four provincial championships 
two in hockey and two in baseball. He also played golf and has a keen interest in horse racing, traveling to racetracks all over Canada and the United States. At age 86, Mercer still rides his bicycle to get around his hometown of Orono. Murray Lobb, general manager at Durham Farmers Co-op, simply describes Mercer as an amazing man. His dedication and work ethic are duly noticed each day, he says. Susan Lane, store supervisor, has worked with Mercer for many years at Durham Farmers Co-op and says he always has her back. He is just such a gentleman and always makes sure everyone else is taken care of. This was apparent even during my visit with him. As we headed to the chilly warehouse to take photos, he made sure I had proper attire before we entered the cold. Don Mercer actually did retire at the age of 75 and even attended his retirement party. But to everyone's surprise, at the end of the party, he announced he had changed his mind and was not ready to leave. Mercer showed up on the job at 6 a.m. the very next morning to get done whatever was needed. As a sidebar, a little history on Durham Farmers County Cooperative. The cooperative was formed by the Durham Federation of Agriculture in June of 1947. Soon after, a permanent board was elected and the co-op purchased the Orono Old Mill property, which served its members well for the next decade. However, it was not long after that it grew more apparent new construction was needed to replace the 120-year-old mill. In 1957, Durham Farmers County Cooperative purchased a nearby property in Orono and began construction of a new mill warehouse and store. In 1993, a second location was purchased in Grafton, expanding market territory farther east. Ironically, the Orono site is located at 5968 Co-op Road. Today, Durham Farmers Co-op provides more than 4,500 active members with agronomy and feed and products and services and offers a variety of consumer products from its two store locations under the ACE Country and Garden Banner. I'm Matt Wetterston, Gromark Manager of Publications and Media Relations, back with pages 18 to 19. Director development is a key focus for Gromark System. As agriculture and FS cooperative business grows faster and increasingly complex, the responsibility of local boards of directors is greater than ever. That's why the Gromark System prioritizes director development through a variety of platforms, including some new and some ongoing. At this year's Cooperative Leadership Conference, CLC, local directors, along with their managers, engaged in professional development through Gromark System updates, leadership and industry presentations, and breakout sessions. It's great to be around your peers and talk about how to make our cooperatives better and how we can do it as directors, said Jeff Hurlbrink, Vice President of the Board at Prairie Land FS. It keeps me informed on what's going on in the system, added John Henning, Board President at Conserve FS. It always makes me more enthused, and hopefully I can bring that to my board. This yearly ongoing development is just one tool Gromark uses to support its members. At CLC, the company rolled out a new three-level director certification program. The Level 1 training certifies board members on roles and responsibilities. Level 2 takes a deeper dive into leadership traits, system knowledge, and industry topics. The final level is the master program, which is led by Andy King. We'll be building on our system leadership traits and looking at what they can learn, not only from our own system, but also from outside the system when it comes to corporate board leadership, governance, policy disruptors, and other things that impact us.
said King, Gromark Manager of Leadership Development. There is a passion for leadership development in our system. Some board members, like Hurlbrink, will qualify to go straight to the master's certification since they previously competed, completed the Advanced Director Training Program, which is no longer offered. The way it looks right now, I'm going to sign up for it, said Hurlbrink. I'm going to gain more knowledge to see if I can maybe become a Gromark Director. As far as my local level, I'm Vice President, and I don't know if it's the last place I'll stop. The new director training program is an advanced version of the older advanced program, which Henning and others found valuable. The advanced director training was great, said Henning. It introduced me to other people, and we went to a lot of Gromark facilities and saw what was going on. When we go to a meeting, we better understand what people are talking about. FS general managers are equally excited for the opportunity. Anytime a director can have a larger and longer-term vision of agriculture and what our system is trying to accomplish, they help us make better decisions back home, said John Knobloch, Agriland FS general manager. There is no end to our cooperative business. The decisions we make are long-term. With eyes toward the future, Gromark board chairman John Reefsteck has been a driver and advocate for the new training program. We want to work at building our capacity to be informed to make critical decisions, he said. Most directors have always been comfortable with overall business strategy and finance, but we have the opportunity to be better at things like information technology, human resource topics, and more. These are critical parts of our future success. Development can help us build capacity in those areas. Reefstech also recognizes the importance of being in tune with the needs of local FS cooperatives and their boards. He noted CLC as an opportunity to connect in person. Additionally, starting in early 2017, Reefsteck and Gromark CEO Jim Spradlin set out to take those efforts to an even higher level by attending local board meetings. Our primary goal is not to talk, but to listen, he said. We learn about their successes, challenges, and opportunities. They've been to over 15 companies so far with a desire to attend meetings for every willing Gromark member. John and I really appreciate the warm welcome FS members and retail divisions have afforded us at these meetings, said Spradlin. It's given us the opportunity to connect and learn while also sharing Gromark information, strategy, and vision. So far, every meeting has been slightly different, said Reefsteck. Jim and I always come away learning something about our system and ideas for what, may need, what we may need to do differently in the future. The one common theme has been the absolute pride all of these people have in what they're doing. That pride is contagious. Reefsteck, who recently launched a newsletter for system directors, says the time spent has been well worth it to understand member needs and see the dedication shown by directors, FS leadership, and other staff members. You have to be inspired when hearing from our people, their goals, and plans, he said. I feel even better about what we're trying to do. I'm Janice Johnson, Marketing and Communications Specialist for Gromark Ontario Region. In this issue of Source on page 20, it's all about our principles. Ontario FS directors attend co-op principles themed director summit. Directors embrace the seven cooperative principles at this year's FS Ontario Director Summit. The title of this year's conference was Principle Number 6, Cooperation Among Cooperatives, which was a dominant theme throughout the two-day program. During the opening reception and banquet, directors were asked to attach large color-coded stickers that represented the cooperative principle they felt their co-op embraced most and the cooperative principle that could use more efficiency. At the end of the evening, we had a great visual to show us which of the seven principles our members fully support and which might need a little more attention, said Claude Gauthier, Gromark, Ontario Operations Executive Director. Gromark Chairman of the Board and President John Reefsteck, CEO Jim Spradlin, and Senior Vice President Member Business Brent Erickson provided company updates and strategies followed by an awards presentation. Gromark recognized Agris Cooperative, FS Partners, 
North Wellington Cooperative Services, and Lucknow District Cooperative with the top 20% awards. Other sessions involved education components in finance, director responsibilities, and staff development. A government relations session from Chuck Spencer, Gromark Executive Director, Government Relations, highlighted system initiatives. Howard Brown and Mike Winterburn of Brown & Cohen Communications covered the big issues with Queen's Park, which is Ontario's Parliament, and the upcoming election. Rounding out the session was Aaron Morgan, the Ontario Cooperative Association Executive Director, with an update on advocacy for the association's co-op members. That evening focused on agriculture advocacy, with an entertaining presentation from Andrew Campbell, a well-known Ontario ag communicator and social media guru. Closing sessions the next day honed in on the concept of co-ops working with co-ops, or co-ops creating new co-ops. First, Stephen Bolton, CEO of Libro Financial Credit Union, provided a banker's perspective on working together. Jim Campbell, Agris Cooperative General Manager, and Dave Park, President of the newly developed Cellulosic Sugar Producers Co-op that utilizes corn stover for production of cellulosic sugars, highlighted the opportunities in developing new cooperatives that make sense and meet the needs of existing members. Both Agri-Solar Cooperative and Cellulosic Sugar Producers Cooperative stem from Agris to give its farmer members the opportunity to share in the value chain. In closing, the directors were coached by Jennifer McFarlane and Mike LaSilva from Workplace Safety and Prevention Services on important human resource topics related to director responsibilities and the essentials of creating a strong health and safety culture. Other highlights that day, Cheryl Byrne, Cooperative Development Foundation of Canada Interim Executive Director, presented Gromark with a commemorative print to say thank you for the ongoing financial and in-kind support of CDF. Director Spouses took part in a tour of neighboring working co-op coffee shop and roaster facility at Planet Bean Coffee Cooperative. Before sending everyone on their way, all summit attendees were treated to a tour of the new Gromark Ontario Region office in Guelph and lunch with Gromark Ontario Region FS partners and UPI Energy FS staff. And Claude Gauthier, Executive Director, Ontario Operations, presents retiring General Manager of Cooperative Regionale de Nipissing Sudbury, Raymond Savage, with a Right from the Start limited edition commission print by artist Peter Etchell Snyder. Savage has been with the co-op for 34 years and general manager since 1992. Goche commended Savage on his strength, dedication, and resilient business savvy in making Co-op Regional the success it is today. I'm Megan Bachman, Seed Product Marketing Manager, and on pages 22 through 25, we recognize the 2017 Winter Circle Achievements. It's a long-standing tradition to recognize FS System-supported seed sales excellence through the Winter Circle Program. To celebrate the 2016-2017 seed sales year, the seed division hosted events in the Western, Ontario, North Central, and South Central regions. The program recognizes individual FS crop specialists for diamond, platinum, gold, silver, and bronze levels of seed sales achievement, member company management teams who have at least half of the crop specialists for which they are responsible earn a winter circle reward, as well as an overall company increase in corn and either soybeans or field seeds, top five member companies and crop specialists in the FS system, and regional seed sales success through traveling trophies. 
Check out the print version of this article for the names of all Winter Circle qualifiers. At each Midwest event, Winter Circle qualifiers enjoyed casino night games. After the awards program, several craps tables, blackjack tables, roulette wheels, and other similar casino games were available, and guests used play money to try their luck. Upon cashing in their winners, winnings for raffle tickets, a briefcase drawing was held for prizes. This year, at the 2018 Winter Circle events, the briefcase drawings will be held a little differently. All play-to-win crop specialists will be eligible to open a briefcase in two drawings for either the MVPs or the starters. MVPs are gold-level qualifiers who increase their total winner circle points over 2017 and platinum and diamond-level winners. MVPs are eligible to win a $10,000 power port voucher, a $5,000 travel voucher, or a $2,500 grill voucher. Starters are bronze and silver level qualifiers who increase their total winner circle points over 2017. Starters are eligible to win a $2,500 or $1,000 sporting goods voucher. Congratulations to all 2016-2017 winner circle winners, and we look forward to recognizing 2018 seed sale success soon. Play to win! I'm Matt Wetterston, Manager of Publications and Media Relations, back with page 26. FS crop specialists continue to grow. FS Agronomy Conference keeps system crop specialists on cutting edge of practices and technology. The fields may have been frozen, but FS crop specialists were already looking ahead to the upcoming season. January's FS Agronomy Conference dedicated time for professional development for many reasons. The main one? Providing knowledge, trusted advice, and value to the farmers they serve. One of our big focuses is training and developing our knowledge base and awareness for crop specialists, said Robert Bennett, Strategic Agronomy Marketing Manager with Growmark. This gives us the opportunity to do that not only using ex- internal people, but also external people who can deliver a tremendous message that hopefully the crop specialists can use to engage their growers. Bennett helped coordinate the event with others in the Growmark Agronomy team, including Dana Height and Carrie Klein. With nearly 400 attendees, the event took a specific approach to provide depth to necessary and timely topics. We have the time and resources to do it here, added Bennett. This allowed the presenters to take a deeper dive with more information, and it's an opportunity for education and awareness. Research and data are prevalent and precise. Field monitoring through sampling gives growers specific information. Stewardship is imperative. The goal of raising high yields is constant, but the ways to get there are ever-evolving. Times have changed tremendously over the past 30 years and even throughout the past five years, said John Grandit, an Iowa-based field sales agronomist and nutrient management advisor with Growmark. It wasn't too long ago that we knew it was a hard, fast fact it took 1.2 pounds of nitrogen to raise a bushel of corn, and we gave it a 40-pound credit if it was following soybeans. Today we use the maximum return to nitrogen model. Grandin says he also keeps an open mind to new ideas and encourages others to do the same. If we want to go through with blinders on, doing things the way we think they ought to be, we're never going to grow, he added. We need to maintain our scientific background. We need to maintain our connection with university extension. But I think we also need to challenge ourselves to do things a little bit differently. My field is a great tool to explore new methods. Crop specialists learn more about FS MyField, the applied research tool giving robust agronomic data and insights, and other specific topics through speakers and breakout sessions. Topics included fungicide mode of action, tissue sampling and foliar nutrition, and cover crops. Cover crops are getting to be a big thing for us, said Brad Sunken, a crop specialist with Gold Star FS. There's a real learning process. Sunken and his fellow FS crop specialists desire to push the envelope with growers to help increase yields. They're focused on N, P, and K utilization and maximization, but are looking at micronutrients as well. It was one of the most popular breakout sessions at this year's event.
We want to increase yields, added Sunken. I have information I can gather and take it back to our growers. I have some ideas to help them do that, including zinc, tissue testing, and micronutrient packs. I'm going to try to use some of our different products to try and differentiate us from our competitors to show what we can offer, added Chad Barnes, a crop specialist with Alana IFS. I also want to do my field trials to show growers the yield increases we can get with it. Growmark does the conference right, he added. They get us all together. We can work with each other a little bit and bounce ideas off each other. There's a lot of work amongst the different companies. We get a lot of information in one place. I always take home some good ideas. Page 27 is our personality profile. 15 things you didn't know about Shelby Cork, business manager from Agriland FS. She's been in the Growmark system 21 years. Her favorite childhood toy or game is the stock market game. Other jobs she's had in the past, a controller for Seed Corn Company for six months. Where did you go to school? Buena Vista College in Storm Lake, Iowa. When I was six, I wanted to be a fighter pilot. Her hometown is Staunton, Wisconsin, population 13,134. Favorite part of her job? No two days are ever alike, and there has never been a boring day. Hobbies? Triathlons and gardening. Favorite book? Can't say that I have one, but love to read. Favorite quote? Nothing great was ever achieved without enthusiasm. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Favorite TV show? Fixer Upper. Favorite song? Anything by Pink. Favorite food? Pancakes. Who in the Growmark system has encouraged you? John Knobloch, she said. How would you spend a day off work? Biking. How do you know it's springtime? NH3 tanks are rolling. This is Karen Jones, Youth and Young Producer Specialist, and I'm back with the article on pages 28 and 29. Growmark announces 2018 U.S. Essay Contest winners. Ross Tompkins of Smithboro, Illinois, Anna Campbell of Hamlin, Iowa, Chloe Momfard of Troy, Missouri, and Audrey Pelican of Jefferson, Wisconsin, have been named state winners of the 2018 Growmark Essay Contest for FFA members. The theme of this year's contest was, How Can Cooperatives Demonstrate Their Value to the Next Generation of Agriculturists? Tompkins is a student at Mulberry Grove High School and a member of the Mulberry Grove FFA chapter. His FFA advisor is Matt Elam. Campbell is a student at Audubon High School and is a member of the Audubon FFA chapter. Her FFA advisor is Brittany Elmquist. Momfard is a student at Troy Buchanan High School and a member of the Troy FFA chapter. Her FFA advisor is Rob Calvin. Pelican is a student at Jefferson High School and a member of the Jefferson FFA chapter. Her FFA advisor is Gary Olson. Each state's contest winner receives a $500 award from Growmark at their state FFA convention. The winner's FFA chapter also receives a $300 award in honor of their accomplishment. This is the 25th year for the program, sponsored by the Growmark System and FS member cooperatives, in conjunction with state FFA leaders to help young people develop their writing skills, learn about current issues in agriculture, and understand the unique role of cooperatives. Four runners-up in each state receive a $125 award. The runners-up in their FFA chapters are from Illinois, Bryn Bergen, Mercer County FFA, Mackenzie Brackett, Leroy FFA, Connor Sullivan, West Prairie FFA, and Sean Welch, Rova FFA. In Iowa, Canyon Huntington, East Union FFA, Austin Miller, North Lynn FFA, Reese Morris, Collins Maxwell FFA, and Rebecca Wilson, Lone Tree FFA. From Missouri, Carly Amos, Monroe City FFA, Cole Hammett, Ashland FFA, Alyssa Koth, Salisbury FFA, and Grace Owen, Norborn FFA. And from Wisconsin, Kendra Gillett, Beaver Dam FFA, Peter Gorman, New London FFA, Trevor Mesmer, Lake Mills FFA, and Madison Russell, Schulzberg FFA. 
And now we'll read some quotes from the winning essays. How can cooperatives demonstrate their value to the next generation of agriculturists? From Ross Tompkins in Illinois. The new generation of farmers are going to require more technical advancements, such as grain tickets over the computer, or quicker and more efficient fertilizer applications using precision guidance technology. The new farmer wants speed, good customer service, efficiency, and fair prices for their goods. Also, the new generation of farmers want to keep the conventional benefits of the co-op, such as an assured source of supplies and competitive pricing. From Anna Campbell in Iowa. To become a partner with the generations to come, cooperatives need to extend their knowledge to students through programs like FFA. This would give students a better understanding of cooperatives and how they help agriculture. Chloe Momford from Missouri writes, Providing education, products, and services that advance with technology is critical in this day and age. As the world population continues to grow, farmers have a daunting task before them. Cooperatives continue to be a critical part of agriculture because of their unique position within the industry. And Audrey Pelican from Wisconsin says, By their long-standing legacy, advances in technology, and the uniqueness of their structure, cooperatives can and will remain relevant to the involvement of the next generation. They have struck a balance between history and advancing into the future. The way the next generation of farmers will do business is considerably different than their parents, but agricultural cooperatives will be with them every step of the way. I'm Amy Bradford, Corporate Communications Manager for Growmark, and this article appeared on page 30 and 31. Growmark system committed to responsible ag safety. It's been five years since a fertilizer plant in West Texas near Waco caught fire and suffered two explosions. The impact was significant. 15 people were killed, including 12 first responders. The incident highlighted the potential hazards associated with storing and handling the crop nutrient and protection products. The source of the explosion was determined to be ammonium nitrate, which is not used at Growmark. However, there is still a strong commitment to safety for employees, customers, and the community. Chuck Spencer, Growmark Executive Director, Government Relations, explained the incident was also a catalyst for the development of Responsible Ag, a nonprofit organization that promotes the public welfare by assisting agribusinesses seeking to comply with federal and federal environmental, health, safety, and security rules regarding the safe handling and storage of fertilizer products. There was a tremendous push for additional regulation of this segment of the ag industry, Spencer said. In fact, then-President Obama issued an executive order on improving chemical facility safety and security, which was focused on reducing the risks to the individuals and communities affected by hazardous chemical incidents by enhancing the safety and security of chemical facilities. There was a push for process safety management of anhydrous ammonia, even though anhydrous didn't have a role in the incident. And there were congressional hearings, all focused on increased regulation. Iowa-based AgVantage FS and New Century FS have led the system in certifying their facilities through the Responsible Ag Program. The program provides an opportunity to showcase a commitment to safety. I still believe Responsible Ag offers us greater resources to address issues across the board, from DOT, Department of Transportation, to compliance and safety training, Everything that goes on in agribusiness, said Steve Gerard, New Century FS Regulatory and Compliance Specialist. Chad Henning, AgVantage FS Agronomy Operations Manager, said Responsible Ag offers a consistent approach to safety and compliance. 
For us, it's assuring our customers and employees and the general public that we operate in the highest standard of safety and regulatory compliance. What I particularly like is that is it's the same throughout. Big or small, everyone is certifying at the same level. Jake Jacobs, New Century FS general manager, said the retailer's Vinton facility was under construction about the same time Responsible Ag came into play. Responsible Ag allows us to show the public Vinton was a state-of-the-art, safe, compliant facility and that we were doing everything we could to minimize any potential issues, he said. The Vinton facility also sits adjacent to a bicycle path, and Jacobs and Gerard related Responsible Ag was a vehicle for dialogue with the cycling group, helping them understand not only New Century's compliance with state and federal regulations, but that they went above and beyond by voluntarily certifying the facility through Responsible Ag. New Century FS has seven facilities certified. Two more are pending, and four facilities have yet to be inspected. Venton and Van Horn were the first two facilities in the Growmark system and the state of Iowa to be Responsible Ag certified, Jacobs said. Since we made the decision to get our facility certified, it's an ongoing process and one we don't see stopping. Facilities are certified for three years and then must recertify. The process itself is intense. Steve has been through the audit process nine times and with 300 plus questions, he has, has the experience and the plant management staff to know what needs to be addressed and corrected before the auditors are contacted, Jacob said. Gerard noticed, noted a lot of information has, been, has to be provided. Files reviewed, safety information reviewed, and hydrous tanks inspected, along with trucks, D DOT files. A lot of things have to be put in, into place to get ready for the audit, he said. Still, there are items that are found during the audit that need to be corrected, Gerard said. In one of our last inspections, the auditors found an open ground in the warehouse and shop, which we might not have found had it not been for the audit, he added. That item and everything else is that is discovered is put on a checklist. After the inspector is here and we have a list of items that need to be corrected, Steve gets back with the plant manager, goes through the list, and the plant manager takes care of correcting the issues and verifying they're complete, Jacob said. It's documented, and once we have all the issues corrected, the initial inspectors have found, we send the documentation form into Responsible Ag, and that's when the certification is awarded. AgVantage has certified 17 facilities, or about half of its total facilities. At the end of this fiscal year, our goal is to have all of the official audits of facilities completed and all of the three-year audits completed, Henning said. Henning noted some initial concern with the depth of the audit, but what we found was that we are doing our jobs already, and we were 80 to 90 percent there. We saw what the certification brought to a location and that it helped gain the buy-in from the other locations, which kept the ball rolling. Henning said that um, AgVantage FS is starting the recertification process for the initial facilities certified in 2015, which involves going back through the original audit. Matt Harkin, Gromark Senior Safety Specialist, and Kevin Fry, Gromark Safety Services Managers, are trained responsible ag auditors and assist in the certification recertification process. If we're doing our job every day of the week, we'll find some things, and sometimes we see some new things we didn't see before, Henning said. 
We, AgVantage FS, have a farmer on the GrowMark board, and we realize if GrowMark wants to be a leader in meeting those additional standards, it was important to us, and it was an easy goal for us to set, Henning added. Gerard and Henning noted that uh, the commitment to responsible ag certification runs deep in their cooperatives. Our local board members have embraced this. In tours of facilities, local board, board members ask plant managers if the plant is certified, Gerard said. We also make a big deal of certification with the board and plant managers, Gerard added. Certifications are framed and plant managers attend board meetings to be recognized for their achievement. It goes a long way toward plants taking a lot of pride in being recognized by the local board and being a certified facility, Gerard said. Jacobs believes others in the GrowMark system should be strong advocates for a responsible ag. We need to embrace responsible ag and use it as a tool to make sure we're compliant and make sure we're doing things the right way from a safety and compliance aspect, he said. It's one way to help keep regulations voluntary rather than mandatory. On page 32 is an article written by Kevin Fry, Gromark Safety Services Manager. Tri-County FS and Evergreen FS win Best of the System Safety Awards. The annual Best of the System Safety Award winners were recently crowned at an awards ceremony honoring the winners' safety committees. Each year, the efforts made to promote a safe work atmosphere for participating member companies is reviewed along with loss results. Members are placed in one of two categories based on size, and prizes are awarded to the first and second place winners, along with the most improved award. The entries this year were exceptional, with solid efforts to promote safety by getting employees involved through safety committees, workplace inspections, new employee orientation, accident investigations, and routine safety training. Community safety is also promoted with educational sessions to farmers and youth. Facility tours for emergency responders and environmental stewardship. Tri-County FS won first place in the small member category. In addition to good loss results, they were exceptional at getting several employees involved with inspecting each facility and providing corrective actions from accident investigations and hands-on training with an emphasis on safe driving. The local fire department also toured each of their anhydrous ammonia plants. Evergreen FS won first place in the large member category. Its actions included an all-day safety boot camp for supervisors, so they had a better understanding of their responsibilities, near-miss investigations through employee notices, and considerable facility improvements from past investigations, including a rail car moving system and purchasing AEDs, automated external defibrillator. Also receiving awards in the small member category were Three Rivers FS second place and Agland FS most improved. For the large members, Wabash Valley Service Company received second place and Gateway FS was most improved. On page 33, a congratulations to our retirees. Larry Matzenbacher, St. Clair Service Company, five years of service. Jeffrey Decker, Prairie Land FS, eight years of service. Penny Blades, Southern FS, 14 years of service. Stephen Kafer, Three Rivers FS, 15 years. Dale Tiffin, Alana FS, 15 years. Joseph Isles, Stevenson Service Company, 16 years. Laura Mosley, Evergreen FS, 17 years. Bradley Pavelski, Heritage FS, 19 years. Bruce Bruns, Agvantage FS, 20 years. Linda Coolcamp, M&M Service Company, 20 years. Becky Fairclough, New Century FS, 23 years. William Paddock, Wabash Valley Service Company, 26 years. James Simmons, Agland FS, 28 years. Randall Christensen, Agriland FS, 29 years. Nancy Javinsky, Gromark FS, 29 years. Mark Defaw, Gold Star FS, 29 years. David Rolfing, Gateway FS, 29 years. Brian Warner, Alani FS, 30 years. Curtis Overcash, Grainco FS, 32 years. Kevin Carroll, Gromark, 33 years. Larry Franks, Alani FS, 33 years. 
Dennis Everett, Gromark, 34 years. Art Mounier, Sunrise FS, 34 years. Radine Robbins, Agriland FS, 34 years. Raymond Byro, Conserve FS, 35 years. Jay Sales, Tri-County FS, 37 years. James Koch, Agriland FS, 39 years. Eugene Crayer, Gateway FS, 39 years. Byron Sigma, South Central FS, 39 years. Dean Devine, Grainco FS, 40 years. Judy Wolters, Gromark, 40 years. Bruce Bargans, Inside FS, 42 years. Jan Curry, Gromark, 42 years. Nancy Bishop, Gromark, 47 years. Laverne Kinney, Seedway, 51 years. Would love to hear your feedback by emailing us at source at growmark.com. You can also download the print publication. The Growmark Publications app can be found in your Google Play or iOS store. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Growmark Podcast. You can find other episodes on Podbean or on a supported podcast app. <laughs>